I am so excited about this. I want to welcome you to the Purpose Project Podcast. During our time together, I will teach you how to pray, how to intentionally develop intimacy with your Creator, and challenge you to discover and embrace your God-ordained purposes. I am your host, Margie Florent. My prayer for you today is that you will be empowered and strengthened in the Word of God to move forward into your destiny. God has laid this word on my heart, and basically the title that he gave me is the same thing he's been saying for the last six months, and that is simply that it is time to ramp up the prayer movement, and I hope that what I share with you tonight is going to encourage you, is going to strengthen you, is going to cause you to enter into a place of prayer that's fresh and that's new. We are going to ramp up the prayer movement. You know, God is doing a new thing. I know it's a cliche word, especially amongst us that are believers. God's always doing a new thing, but truly, God is doing a new thing. There is something stirring in the hearts of believers everywhere, and especially in the hearts and the lives of those of you that have been praying and standing as intercessors. I know for about the last six months, the latter part of 2017, there are a lot of the uh, people who were discouraged in prayer. They felt a heaviness in prayer. Well, you know what? That was just proof that we were about to break into a new level of prayer. The devil saw what is coming. The devil saw that we were going to ramp it up and he was trying to put a stop to it. So what I'm going to do tonight is I'm basically going to share a word of prophecy that dad Kenneth E. Hagan Sr. gave the body of Christ in 1980 in a prayer seminar. And you may say, well, Margie, why are you sharing a word of prophecy from so long ago? 1980 is a long time ago because what he spoke in this word of prophecy is still in the process of coming to pass. It has not yet come to pass. And I felt in my heart that I needed to share it with you to encourage you and to stir you up into understanding that though the vision tarry, wait for it. God is going to move. God is going to do some great and mighty things. Didn't he say, call upon me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things? Yes, he did. So I'm going to read this word of prophecy. And just remember that when I read this, that there is no time and no distance in the spirit. That prophecy is given to us that we may war a good warfare. Prophecy is given to us to impart vision into our heart. That's why the word of God says, Jesus said in Luke 18, 1, he said, men ought to always pray and not faint. Discouragement is the beginning of the loss of vision. And that's what annoyed me so much about the latter part of 2017 and coming into a part of 2018 was that there seemed to be a spirit of heaviness 
on prayer groups, on intercessors, on those of you that have been standing in the gap and putting up the hedge, those of you that have been laboring fervently in prayer, it seemed like there was this spirit of heaviness and discouragement that tried to sift us and keep us from entering into uh, more and more prayer that the Father had been calling us to engage in. So I want to read this word of prophecy and just remember that though the vision tarry, wait for it, it is going to speak and that this word is still for us today. I want to thank Karen Fontana. I don't know if you're on, but I want to thank Karen Fontana for sending me this word because this has ignited and sparked vision in my heart once again, and therefore I can impart it unto you and you can run with the vision that is being imparted to you tonight. Okay. Now, this word is not just for the United States of America. This word is also for the nations of the world. The Bible says, shall a nation be born at once? I know that on our uh, ministry page, we have many, 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 many who follow us from other countries. And this word is not just for the United States of America. God is no respecter of persons. This word is for all the nations of this world. So I want you to receive it and make it your own. Okay. Now he said this, Kenneth E. Hagin prophesied this by the spirit of God. What I like about him is he's a, he was a true prophet. He ran his race. He finished his course and he stayed on course. And so we can trust the visions and the revelations that he had. It says here, he said, you said, he's, the Spirit of God said through him, you see, I have said, it has been prophesied by the Spirit of God, spoken by the Spirit, given by prophecy, given by tongues and interpretation, men speaking out of their hearts, that burden, that word, that conviction that was put into their spirits by the Spirit of God concerning these days concerning a great move of God and concerning a great move of the spirit. But those things cannot come, even though it is the will of God. Those things cannot come, the spirit said, although it is the will of God. You see, God is speaking forth his will. God is speaking forth his plan. God is speaking forth his purposes. But you see, you are the body of Christ. That great move of God that is just waiting there cannot come unless the church gives birth to it. Remember that Paul, writing to the church at Galatia, said, My little children, in whom I travail in birth again till Christ be formed in you. The way you give birth unto the move of God and unto that which he has planned, that which he is his highest purpose and his will for your land and for this day, the way you give birth to it is to bring it about through travail and intercessory prayer. You do not hear a lot of teaching anymore on the subject of travail and intercessory prayer. But God is reviving that message because God is beginning to stir within the hearts of his true intercessors this type of prayer. And then we're going to explain it as soon as I'm finished reading this word. So the Spirit of God is enlisting men and women today to volunteer to be one of those who will sacrifice 
even the legitimate pleasures of life and come aside from fellowship with others that they enjoy so much and spend time on their face in intercession. Did you hear that? He is looking for men and women who will lay aside the weights, lay aside the pleasures of this world, lay those things aside and say, Lord, not my will, but your will be done in my life. I want to be a house of prayer. I want to stand in the gap. I want to be one of those who is going to get to enter into that place of prayer and shut the door on the world, shut the door on the flesh and enter in and pray that your will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. Pray that your spirit would manifest. Pray that what you have in your heart would truly come to pass. God is seeking for intercessors. He is seeking for us to take our place in prayer because he said, I want to do some great and mighty things. Jeremiah 33, three says, call upon me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things. But you know what's happened? The cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, the lusts of other things has entered in and choked many of our prayer lives. But God is raising a standard against those distractions in this day and in this hour. And he is, gonna, he is beginning to anoint you with fresh oil. You are going to live and you are going to move and you are going to have your being in a fresh river of prayer. God is igniting his church and the gates of hell will not prevail against this prayer movement. Because I see a prayer movement once again arising in the land and I am sounding the trumpet tonight and I am saying I want you to receive a fresh call to prayer tonight. Receive this engrafted word of God. Receive this into your spirit. Let, let this word be written on the tablets of your heart so that you could enter into prayer and pray fervently that the will of God would be accomplished on earth as it is in heaven. You've heard me say this before. I'll say it again. We have got to live in the light of eternity. Heaven is our true home. God is our true father. One day, my friends, we will leave this earth. We will be taken out of these bodies and we will stand before God and we will give an account for our lives. I want it to be said of me and said of you that we were faithful to God in prayer. We were faithful to do the things that he called us to do. I want Jesus to say to me and I want him to say to you and stand right next to you because we've been co-laboring together in this work. I want him to say to us, well done, thou good and faithful servants. You were faithful in prayer. You were faithful when nobody was watching. You were faithful when you went into that room and shut the door. You were faithful when people said that you shouldn't go into a private room and shut the door and pray in secret because it's works. You were faithful unto me and you did the first works. You maintained your first love. So God is going to anoint us with fresh oil and it is already arising. It's already arising. The glory of God is rising in the church. We see that movement happening in the earth. As a matter of fact, now, I was coming home from New York last weekend, and when I was, you know how it is prophetically, you see things, and you could be in the natural, but you see something in your spirit, and I saw for about five hours, I kept seeing over and over and over, I kept seeing specifically New Jersey, which I thought was interesting, because I have a vision for the world, but I specifically saw New Jersey, and I, I specifically kept seeing little pockets 
of revival, little pockets of the light shining, little pockets of fire coming up out of houses and churches and families. And the Holy Ghost said, I am reviving my work in the midst of this year. I am reviving my work. I am going to work a work in your midst that if it were told you, it would be like a dream. But in order to do what I desire to do, I need my intercessors. I need those of you that are called by my name. I need you to step into uh, a season of a greater consecrated time of prayer because there are some things that will not happen unless my body gives birth to it. It is my will, it is my plan, and it is my desire. But I need my people to enter into prayer, especially that kind of praying that uh, we call travail and intercession. Okay, let me just go on and read what else Kenneth E. Hagin prophesied in 1980. He said here, and, and this is basically what the Holy Ghost is saying to us. He is seeking out those today who will respond to him. What do you think it's been so hard to pray lately? Because the devil doesn't want us to respond. He wants to put warfare in your head, discouragement in your mind, put that cloud around you so that you give up. But we are not going to faint. We are not of them that draw back. We are going to press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling. And our goal is Jesus to know him. And our goal is to see his will accomplished on this earth. And his will is, and his desire is that all men be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. I believe we're going to have the kind of revival that Kenneth E. Hagin is prophesying of. I believe it's going to be the kind of revival, like the kind of revival we saw in the early church at the birth of the church age, where 3,000 souls were added to the church in one day, where signs and wonders and miracles and gifts of healings and working of miracles were in manifestation. Do you know that the power gifts are the gifts that we really need to covet and crave in these days? They had it in the early church. Doesn't the Bible say that the glory of this latter house will be greater than that of the former? Well, if God said it, I believe it. And that settles it. Even whether we believe it or not, it settles it. So I believe we are going to see some great and mighty things. And I believe those of you that are mothers and fathers, I believe it is up to us to enter into the prayer chamber, to go into that secret place of prayer, to go to some more prayer meetings. And I believe it's our responsibility to give birth to this, this move of God that God desires to manifest. Because I'm going to tell you straight up, I'm going to say it. These kids don't know how to pray like we do. But I believe the scripture I kept hearing in my heart today, and I looked it up, it, it said, it, it talked about, um, about us uh, calling our daughters and teaching them uh, prayer and lamenting and mourning. I believe what the Spirit was saying to me personally is we need to teach our young people how to pray. You know, I received a, a word um, at the WSL meeting with Naomi Dowdy in October of 2017. I received a word from a prophet of God, and it was very interesting what she said. She's, the Spirit said through her that you have an assignment and you have a mandate and you need to teach prayer and teach the things of the spirit. And I knew it was specifically prayer. And, and he said, she, the spirit said, because this next generation, if we don't, it is going to be a lost art. Are you listening? Our young people, two minutes on a video is long enough. Can you imagine them entering into a prayer a closet for two hours and giving birth to something? 
My friends, we've got to teach it. We've got to train it. The Bible says he teaches my hands to war and my fingers to fight. We need to teach our young people how to war, how to pray, and how to fight in the prayer closet. Let's go on. So Kennedy Hagen prophesied, he is seeking out those today who will respond to him. Thank God my heart answers back. Lord, I am one of them. I want you to lift your hand right where you are. Right where you are. I can feel the anointing. Right where you are. There you go. Right in your house, right where you are in your pajamas with no makeup and your hair up in that crazy bun. Right where you are in your flannel pajamas, some of you guys. Right where you are. Okay? Okay. Lift your hand and just receive. Say, Lord, I receive. Lord, here I am. Enlist me into this great army of intercessors. Use me for these last days. Use me in this prayer movement. I receive it. I receive it. Enlist me fresh. Enlist me anew. Here I am, Lord. Use me. My heart answers back, Lord, I am one of them. I am one of them. And others will enlist and will enter into the greatest ministry that there is, the ministry of intercession. The greatest ministry, in my opinion, is not to be an apostle, not to be a prophet, not to be an evangelist, not to be a pastor or a teacher. I believe the greatest ministry we can have is the ministry of intercession, the ministry in the secret place where no man sees what you do. But my father, Jesus said, who sees in secret, he will reward you openly. I've often said this when I teach on prayer for the ministry leader, that those of you that stand in the gap for your pastor or your ministry leader, do you know that when you intercede for them and you pray for them, you are entering into their labors, and when they stand before God, you will, you will have entered into their labors and the things that they did in public, you will receive rewards for, for what you did in secret. Then he goes on to say, and so it shall come. It shall come. The darkness that hovers on the horizon of time, the darkness that hovers on the horizon of our nation will be dispelled and driven back for the light of God will shine through and the rivers of the spirit will flow and the blessings of God will come and it will break forth. It will break upon us like a mighty dam has broken and the flood waters will rush sweeping before them all that is in their path. So the flood waters of his blessing and his goodness and his spirit shall sweep forth like a mighty flood, not to bring devastating results, but to bring glorious results, not to bring death and destruction, but to bring life and peace and health and healing and glorious shall be the day thereof. Giving yourself unto intercession then you shall be one who will see the fruits of your labors. So labor on, pray on in persistence and pray on in faith. And the floodgates of his blessing shall be loosed upon the world. It's for the world, not just the United States and upon this nation. And it will be so, and it can be so, and it shall be so that the church shall yet see her finest hour in this time and in this day. So though the vision, Terry, we're waiting for it. We will see it. But I want to take, I know I started late, but I want to take about 10 minutes.
just to talk to you a little bit about how to implement uh, prayer over this word. So how do we pray? You're calling intercessors. You're calling us to pray. How do we pray? Number one, we pray the word of God. All the promises of God are yes and amen. We take what God said about revival and we bring it before the throne room of grace. What did he say about revival? He said in Isaiah 44, 3, he said, this is my promise. I promise you. And you know that God is not a man that he should lie. What he said, he's going to bring it to pass. He said, I promise you, I will pour water on those that are thirsty and floods upon the dry ground. That was his promise. But what else did he say? In Zechariah 10:1, the Bible says, ask for the rain. I promised it. Now ask me for it. Straight up bottom line. We don't have time to teach on it. I have many, many teachings on this subject on my YouTube channel. Straight up bottom line. Man is God's avenue into the earth. We have not because we ask not. It's, Satan is the God of this world. That's why God needs men and women to pray because when we pray, we untie the hands of God legally. We, we allow God to do what he desires to do. I'm actually going to read you something really quick just to, just to show you those I don't know if you ever heard of John Ramirez. John Ramirez was a Satanist high priest. He was a very high level Satanist high priest. And he, listen, understood the laws of the spirit, understood the spirit realm, was able to walk and live and move in depths of the spirit. Some things are pretty scary if you're prone to being scared about spiritual things. I'm not personally scared. When I read and heard about his story, it just made me hunger and thirst after righteousness. Saying, you know, God, if, if they did that on the dark side, how much more we on, on, the, on your side should be able to, to have that kind of wisdom and revelation and insight and, and be able to hear, see, and know. But John Ramirez was a high-level um, uh, priest in, in, the, in, in witchcraft. He was at a very high level. But what happened to him is, is he got born again and he was discipled under David Wilkerson's ministry. Now he's in the ministry and his primary ministry is to expose the works of darkness. Now, here's something that he said. He said, he said <clears throat> when he was serving the devil, he said, the devil told me that I had to go into the neighborhood in the spirit realm in order to weaken it in the natural. Now, prayer goes into the realm of the spirit and does things in the realm of the spirit. And then we see the natural lining up. See, that's what happens when we pray. We, that's why we don't always see the fruit of our prayers right away because it takes time for what we did in the spirit to manifest in the natural. That's why it's very important that you and I hold fast the confession of our faith without wavering that once we have prayed for something, we don't negate our prayers by wrong speaking. You think about Daniel. Daniel mourned for 21 days. He sought the face of God. And what happened? The, the angel came to him and said, Daniel, the first day that you did set your heart to seek me, the, the angel said, your prayers were heard. He had been praying for 21 days. Okay. All right. Are you listening? But the angel said to him, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me. So in the realm of the spirit, there was opposition. There was this, this heaviness, this, this, the enemy didn't want the answer to come. 
But the angel said to him, but I have come as a result of your words. So Daniel didn't stop praying after 21 days. Daniel didn't get discouraged. Daniel didn't start making the wrong confessions and say, oh, I guess my prayers just aren't working. I guess revival's not coming to the East Coast and the United States and my nation. No, Daniel held fast the confession of his faith. I believe, he, you know, what we should be saying is what God has spoken, he will make good. God hears me when I pray. He is not deaf. So it's very important to watch what you say when you pray because when you pray, you're going into the realm of the spirit and you're undoing the works of darkness. You're preparing the way. You're making the crooked ways uh, straight and the rough places plain. Things are shifting. Things are happening. But at the same time, because we reign as kings and priests on this earth, it's very important that we watch what comes out of our mouth because whatever we decree and we declare it is established. So it's very important that we watch what we say. So getting back to John Ramirez, he said, he said, the devil told me that I had to go into the neighborhood and in the spirit realm in order to weaken it in the natural, says John. Whatever you kill in the spirit realm, he said, John said, you kill in the natural. Now get this. He said, so I would leave my body home and, 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 Astral project myself into different boroughs, different regions, different states, different countries. Huh. Rowantina, you remember when we would go into certain cities and you were on the road with me for a long time. Remember when we would go into certain regions and certain places, we could actually sense the strongholds that were in those places. Do you remember that? So there are different strongholds and different spirits in different places. And some of it is as the result of witchcraft. And let me tell you, I don't want you to get scared or anything because greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. But these witches and these warlocks and these, these people who are operating the kingdom of darkness, they're real. How much more you and I should be exercising kingdom authority? Because the Bible says, I have given you authority to tread on serpents, scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Jesus said, in my name, you'll cast out devils. The greater one is in us. Why do you think John Ramirez got saved? He got saved because he realized he couldn't touch Christians. Okay? That's another story. Let's continue. So he would go into different states, different countries. He says, as I fly into the neighborhoods, I would speak curses into the neighborhoods. Power of your words. Sometimes I would go into neighborhoods and I'd see, this is my point, this group of people in the spirit realm on the corner praying, holding hands, heads bowed, praying up a storm. And there, this is his words, and there was no accomplishment in that neighborhood. Isn't that exciting? So you think your prayers aren't working. You think that nothing's happening. But in the realm of the spirit, the Bible says the effectual, fervent, unceasingly hot, amplified prayer of a righteous man avails much. The enemy is especially afraid of you and I who've been trained in the word of God, trained in who, who we are in Christ. We know who we are and how much more we've had the word. And then now we've been trained in the prophetic. So we have the spirit. How much more when you unite these two streams together, can we do for the glory of Jesus Christ? The devil is afraid of the church. You mark it down. He is afraid of what we are becoming. That's why he's trying to hold us back. But we're just going to keep going. Okay. 
He saw these Christians praying up a storm, and there was no accomplishment in that neighborhood. That neighborhood was sanctified through prayer. You couldn't touch it. But the other neighborhoods, he said it was party time. Party time. And you know what he said? He said the thing as a witch that he hated, or a warlock, he hated the most was people who prayed. I remember a story that Kenneth E. Hagin would tell us when we were in Bible school. He, was, he would be praying over people. And one time he came up to a person, I don't remember if it was a man or a woman, and he went to lay hands on the person. And when he laid hands on the person to cast the devil out, because could, he could tell that the person was demon-possessed, what happened is the person started screaming, and as he was screaming, these words came out of his mouth. I hate intercessors. I hate intercessors. I hate intercessors. I thought that was pretty funny. But, you know, we can't be ignorant of Satan's devices. We have to be as wise as a serpent and as harmless as a dove. Yeah, laugh because it's a little true, but just know that you have an enemy, but that the greater one is in you. So I don't want to take much more time. I really only wanted to share for 25 minutes, but you know how that is. But I, I can always pick up next week and just share the teaching part of what I wanted to say tonight. But I want to encourage you. How do we pray? We pray the word of God. We pray the scriptures. We pray that his kingdom would come. His will would be done on earth. We pray for mercy. We go to the throne room of grace and we pray for mercy. And then we'll pick this up next week because I, wanna, I definitely want to sign off. After we pray in English and pray the word of God, when we don't know what to pray, pray in tongues. We pray in the Holy Ghost. And the praying in the Holy Ghost is what opens up the door for the travail for us to give birth. Okay? So, we already prayed, but I'm going to pray anyway, again. Because those of us that like to pray, we like to pray. So we prayed once, doesn't mean we can't pray twice. Let's pray. Let's pray for this move of God. Let's just take a couple of minutes and just pray for the move of God. Those of you that pray in tongues, I'm asking you to pray in the spirit. I'm asking you to just lift up your hands. We've already prayed everything we know to pray in English. Now pray in the spirit. So I'm going to start in English. We'll pray in tongues and then we're going to sign off. And I'll tell you what, the teaching that I was going to teach tonight, I will teach next week because the Holy Ghost I knew he would do this. He always does that. He always takes us off in the vein he wants. And then next week I will teach on tongues and travail. But let's pray first. So Heavenly Father, Father God, Lord, we are not going to give up. We are going to step into all that you have for us. So Heavenly Father, we just come before the throne room of God, the throne room of grace. And Father, we ask that you would revive us, that there would be a continual movement of the Spirit. And we ask and we agree and we hunger and we thirst that this revival, this move of God, this restoration would continue to gain momentum yet more and more and more and more. We ask that you would pour out of your spirit, that the glory of God would rise up within us and that the glory of God would be seen. Father, we want to see your glory, God. You know, it's, it's not fair that Moses got to see your glory and others got to see your glory. You are no respecter of persons. Lord, we want to see your glory. You said where sin abounds, your grace would so much more abound. 
So we're asking for a greater measure of grace. And I thank you personally, Father, for everyone under the sound of my voice that heard this word. And I thank you that they will enter into their prayer closets and have a fresh new awakening in the place of prayer. Thank you for listening to the Purpose Project podcast. For more content, video, and teachings like this, visit margieflorent.org.